0: Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. We are back for another week of fantasy football. That's right, week eight is here. The season continues to move along, and we are officially at the end of quarter two of the NFL season. Hopefully, your seasons are going well. We are going to get you ready for week eight with some questions that we have. Today on the Genius Cast, we will do a shout out to a commentator on Instagram. We'll also do a little overreaction corner. We'll talk about some questions that came up on Instagram from from uh, followers. We'll take a look at the injuries that occurred in Week 7 and how to move forward and what we're t- looking at for the Week 8 with those injuries. And we'll talk about some games that we're targeting in DFS, both DraftKings and FanDuel, on that single-game slate over there on both sites. And we'll look at a few b- best matchups for Week 8 in your season-long leagues. And if you have not followed us on Twitter, please give us a follow at Genius. Also on Instagram, we are FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And for all your DFS and season-long leagues, check us out over on www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. It's a solo podcast today, that's right, you just get the genius today with his mind and what I am looking at for the season, so let's jump right into it and take a look at what's happening in week 8. We'd like to give a shout out to Lefty Cheesecake, I'm sorry, Lefty Cheesesteak, thank you for all the support. And if you're in the Michigan area, please check them out at one of their multiple locations throughout the state. Great cheesesteaks out there. Great food. If you like it, give them a shout-out on Instagram. That is at LeftyCheesesteak. Thank you for your support. This week, we talked about the um, upcoming trading deadline and some players that were going to be moving along who would we like to see moved? Who would like to see change scenery for your fantasy team? Plenty of feedback, and we thank you for that feedback. Uh, a few questions that we had come up from Rickaboy. He said he hopes it's LaShawn McCoy. I thought it would be McCoy as well. I thought McCoy was going to be a nice fit going into Philadelphia, but uh, we've kind of heard that noise kind of lower a little bit um, as we move along the season. So I don't know how much of, it of a, a, a feel that they have, especially with him suffering from that concussion last week. I don't know if the Eagles are still looking at trading for a star player. I think that's the best bet is if they want to get back on track and... ...contend with that Super Bowl title that they had from last year. Right now, they don't look as good as they did last year. Maybe that Super Bowl hangover is starting to happen with them. I think they need a running back, especially with Jay Ajayi out for the year. I thought LaShawn McCoy was that option. I thought maybe Bells bet was an option. But right now, we're not hearing much news. I think my gut tells me, as I talked about, and uh, we have that underscore car underscore guy and Travis Dot Snyder disagree with my take, wondering why the Bears would look at trading Jordan Howard. That to me was a gut call, um, obviously I'd, I've not heard a lot of news on if Jordan Howard is a option to look in the trade, that's just me saying my gut says I think Jordan Howard is a nice move for the Eagles to possibly bring in and help that backfield there in Philadelphia and get back on a Super Bowl track that has, seems to have fell off a bit as the 2018 season moves along. I think it's still, if if, if they're going to make a trade, it's likely for McCoy. It's likely for Bell. And I think Howard is more of a sneaky option, a sleeper that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And if they're going to make a move for a trade, it's obviously not going to be a player for player. You don't see many of those in the NFL like you do in other sports. The trades that happen in the NFL are much more of the player for draft pick scenario so I think Jordan Howard if he gets moved, is gonna be for draft picks and do the Bears want to give up that chance reason why I like him as a possible trading option for teams is because Cohen seems to be taking over that leading role there in Chicago seems like the Bears are going to a much more speed offense there with uh, Tariq Cohen and with Taylor Gabriel being the top options there in Chicago along with the tight end Uh, Trey Burton I think that offense is a very um, solid offense and I think they have a lot of youth over there and maybe they might be looking at getting a couple draft picks for their former seems to be former starting running back there in Jordan Howard like um, as we heard earlier you can't always take what coaches say in um, for granted but you also can't take it for 100% truth we heard that the Bears were going to be talking about Jordan Howard being a three down back yes he's had some games where he's went off but it seems like the Bears are getting more and more going to Cohen as they're starting back and he can do a lot more for them out of the out of the pass catching and he also can run the ball as well but his size is not the biggest running back, so that might be a reason why the Bears may not trade Howard just because they don't know if the Giving more carries to Cohen is the best suit for them because of his size. Um, we also had Pinnacle Fantasy Football uh, chime in and say if Emmanuel Sanders or Demaris Thomas gets traded, look for a huge second half for Cortland Sutton. I absolutely 100% agree with that statement sounds like Emmanuel Sanders is not the option there to trade. The Broncos have, have, have gotten some news, um, teams calling in and wondering about Sanders. And The Broncos have said they will not trade Sanders. But we've heard rumors about Demaryius Thomas possibly being a player that they move. If that's the case, I think Sutton is a fantastic pickup if you can stash him in your season-long leagues. I have him in a lot of leagues just for that simple fact that I thought maybe one of those two gets traded and Sutton starts to become that number one option. Moving forward, he is the top option there Denver. He has the size, he has the speed, he has the athleticism. Sutton is a star in the making and I think the Broncos need to get him more involved in that offense. I think if DT gets traded, and I think there's a very good possibility that happens, Sutton is a player that can possibly put you over the top in your fantasy league and be on the winning team in the Super Bowl in many leagues as he is poised for possibly a big second half year as the Broncos look to move on from Demaryius Thomas few names that I also think that are, are options that might get moved before next week's deadline. I think Derek Carr possibility. We saw Amari Cooper get traded. Yes, I love the trade for fantasy football. I don't understand why the Dallas Cowboys give up a first-round draft pick. That is insane to me. But hey, good for you Raiders for getting a first-round draft pick. I didn't like the Khalil Mack trade because I, you've given up your best player. But you proved a lot of doubters wrong that you are still trying to, to move, move move forward. You're still trying to be a contender. We obviously know that's not going to happen this year, but now they have three first round draft picks with those MAC picks and with this pick from Amari Cooper. Maybe, just maybe, John Gruden could get his guy at quarterback. And I think the time there for Carr is starting to fail. and Not fail, but starting to go away. And I think what's going to happen now is we may see if, if there's teams out there that want to have a Derek Carr. Maybe someone like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Denver Broncos, if they are against Case Keenum, I doubt they'll trade for Carr. But that's another option that if, if they're not liking what they're getting out of Case Keenum, Maybe they'll take a look at him possibly as a, as a future option. I think that's more of an option in the off season. A team like the Jaguars may be a team that might go after Derek Carr to replace Mr. Garbage Time Blake Bortles. Not a fan of Bortles. I think the Jags are going nowhere unless they make a change of quarterback. Carr is a player that can come in and help that offense move the ball a little better and be mistake-free more than they have been with Bortles on their center. He seems to be a walking mistake as he throws interceptions, fumbles the ball. I don't understand why they keep going to him. Um, It's time for the Jaguars to make a change at quarterback so this team can move forward. they got a great defense. Yes, they're struggling, but the defense is still there. Once they get Leonard Fournette back, we'll talk a little about Leonard Fournette later on, but once they get Fournette back, that team is going to have the ground game, have the defense, they're missing that quarterback. It doesn't seem like Bortles is that guy, never thought he was that guy, and he's proving that right, and I think Carr is a player that would be a great fit for there in Oakland. Um, if, if Oakland looks to trade Derek Carr, the Jaguars would be a nice option. I also think McCoy is an option that could get moved. Like we like talked about earlier, I think the Eagles still have a shot of take, getting one of these star players, one of these running backs, to go in there and help them return back to the Super Bowl. I think McCoy, I think Le'Veon Bell. Like I said, I think Jordan Howard's a sleeper. Um, I don't think David Johnson's in the mix anymore now that they're going – now they traded away – I'm sorry, now they released their offense coordinator, Mike McCoy. Hopefully the Cardinals can start to get that uh, – ball back in the hands of their best playmaker david johnson so i think johnson is going to stay in in uh in arizona originally i thought he might be a sleeper uh scenario that maybe we, we see him leave and the arizona Cardinals decide to blow up that entire offense and defense i think on the defense side of the ball i think patrick peterson will be a great pickup for somebody out there personally as a bronco fan i would love to see the denver broncos go after patrick peterson they're not just going to be sellers. I think they also need to be buyers. I think a lot of teams that are looking to sell also need to look at what the future is and look at buying. Look at a team like the New Orleans Saints for a possibly fit there for Patrick Peterson. That defense doesn't seem to be the defense that we saw last year. I think Patrick Peterson playing in New Orleans would be a great fit for that defense to get back on track. And We already know the New Orleans Saints have a great defense, uh, offense there in New Orleans. But a sneaky name is... Um, that we're also hearing about possibly trades is a few players on the Broncos, Broncos defense. We're hearing about uh, uh, Roby and we're hearing about Brandon Marshall being possible uh, moves for the Broncos moving forward. This season looks like it's a season that's not going to be able to uh, do much this season. So the Broncos is going to start to look at some of some of their defensive players. That defense used to be elite. It's not definitely not elite anymore. I think they still have a decent defense. But would the Broncos be willing to part ways with Roby or Brandon Marshall? We're hearing both options are possibilities. I think both players would be a nice fit for some of the defenses out there. So keep an eye on where they go. That can make a good defense a great defense. That can make an average defense a good defense. I think both players have a shot of getting moved, and you might want to keep an eye on some of the defenses out there who pick them up. They might be a very good waiver-wire defense moving forward. Now let's talk about a few um, overreactions. Um, A few people wrote in. One guy says he owns David Johnson's, and if he continues to not get the looks and Is not looked at in this in this offense. Should he look to cut bait with him, or should he keep him and maybe just keep him on his bench and not start him on a week-to-week basis, or should he look to trade him completely out of that offense? That's a tricky question um, that I've been kind of toying with here, trying to figure out what's going to happen there. I think with the new offensive coordinator there in Arizona, they must realize that the best player on that team is David Johnson. He needs to get the ball more in the ground game and in the passing game. I know uh, Josh Rosen loves to look the way to his receivers, especially to a fellow rookie, Christian Kirk, but he must realize that David Johnson is the best player on that offense, and Johnson needs to see the ball more often, and hopefully this new offensive coordinator there, as as a David Johnson owner myself in a couple leagues, hopefully they realize that McCoy did that offense wrong by not getting the ball more and more to David Johnson, and we start to see the old David Johnson start to come out through the second half of the season. Hopefully um, your season's not lost with him. I would keep him on your team. Um, it's hard to bench him. I think you're, you're li- you likely don't have the the, uh, the, uh, the horses to put over David Johnson unless you drafted a lot of depth at running back, so it's going to be hard to Put him on your bench. But as for trading him, I'm personally going to stand pat and see where he goes in the next couple of weeks with this new offensive coordinator and keep my fingers crossed that he does get the ball like he should in that offense. As we talked earlier about the Jacksonville Jags, they made a trade for Carlos Hyde. I think a lot of that had to do with the injury to Fournette. I think it's a, it's, it's a bigger injury than what they originally feared about with that hamstring. And again, hamstring injuries are injuries that can pop at any time. You go into the game like he's done um, this year, you go in the game and it pops and you uh, it starts to tighten up and all of a sudden you're coming out of the game early. So I think they are trying to keep him out as much as possible to make sure when he does return he is 100%. I'm a, I'm, I'm a component for that. I think that's a great move. That way hopefully I don't have to worry about once he does return to have that chance that he leaves in the first quarter again and all of a sudden... I'm starting Fournette, and as a fantasy owner, you lose Fournette, and you're likely going to lose that week. I want to make sure he's 100% healthy. I think that's why they brought Hyde in. It's going to eat into him a little bit, I think, with Hyde there once Fournette returns, but Fournette will will still be the number one option there in that offense. Um, It may be more of a uh, closer to that 60-40 timeshare, but I think Fournette is still the number one option there in Jacksonville slight decrease in his production once once he does come back just because of that move for Hyde if you own Hyde in season long I think he's a nice um, start until Fournette comes back but when Fournette comes back I think Hyde is a player that you will not want to start on your season long leagues speaking of Hyde have had some people ask about who's the better pickup last week about uh, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. Said it was Nick, J- Nick Chubb last week. I still think it's Chubb. Chubb is a great pick. I think he's going to be a player that you're going to want to start on a weekly basis. Standard leagues is Chubb. If you're playing in PPR leagues, I think Duke, Duke Johnson is a nice pickup as well. We're going to see him a lot more in this offense. He's going to f- get a few more snaps. I think we're going to see like a 60-40 uh, split there in Cleveland with Chubb getting the 60 and Johnson getting the 40. So in PPR leagues, I love Duke Johnson as a pickup. But standard or PPR, I think Chubb is the pickup, and I would likely um, start looking at him as a possible start on a weekly basis, especially if you're playing in those two or three running back leagues. Chubb is a fantastic second-half player for you now that he's going to be getting the workload the workload there in Cleveland. I had a guy ask that if, if you had to take a – Kansas City or a Rams um, fantasy team, which one is the better team with the fantasy players on it? That is a loaded question as both teams are very loaded. Kansas City Chiefs are putting up points in bunches. Rams are not, are, are doing their own simple thing there. As we talked about before the season started, the Rams are a uh, fantasy team that you see on John Madden, uh, the Madden games. Uh, you trade all the star players to the to the Rams and all, the Rams are a great team. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey—they're loaded on offense. Their defense is not very good. They're, uh, as I said earlier, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Coors Field of, um, in football. They're going to score plenty of points on offense, but they're going to give up plenty of points on defense. The difference between the Rams is the Rams have a defense. Once they're, um, I, th- I think they're seeing a lot with uh, to, uh, a keep to leave out of the lineup. I think we're seeing that the Rams' defense is a little. Um, if he gets the pass with him out of the lineup, once he returns, this defense is going to be go back to being elite. So the Rams are a team that are going to play, score plenty of points, but going against them, you're not going to play, uh, score plenty of points. I think um, if I'm going to pick one or the other, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs offense slightly just because of what they can do and what they're doing now. Patrick Mahomes is an amazing player. So if you're, if you're taking it player by player, I have Mahomes over Goff, obviously Gurley over over Hunt, and I think the um, Rams' passing offense is a little better than the Chiefs' passing options there, minus Tyreek Hill. I just love what the Rams can do when they have Brandon Cooks, when they have <clears throat> Cooper Cup, and when they have Robert Woods, three elite players in the passing game. Sure, they don't have a great tight end, but those uh, those passing options there in, in Los Angeles are fun- fantastic. The Chiefs have have their own fantastic, but I think the three options in – Los Angeles are are better than the ones in Kansas City, but I think over the top is Mahomes. Mahomes is the MVP of fantasy football right now. If you have to if you're redoing a draft and you're starting your drafts over, Mahomes may be the number 1 overall pick as a quarterback, which is crazy to say because you want running backs, but the numbers he's putting up are phenomenal. Right now, my MVP is Patrick Mahomes on both fantasy and season. Um, the NFL uh, MVP, my vote goes to Mahomes, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Next couple weeks, we're going to see those teams play on a Monday night. That's going to be a game that we're going to that you're going to want to sit down with your popcorn, sit down with your wings, sit down with your with your pizza, whatever your food of choice is, and just enjoy the show you're going to see. I think that game could end 55-50 with. Uh, one of those teams coming out on top obviously if I have to give the slight edge I give the edge to the Rams just because of their defense but if I'm looking at fantasy production alone I'm giving a slight edge to the Chiefs just because of Mahomes and what he can do for that offense if we go to uh, talk about the injuries that occurred in week seven and how to handle them moving forward we saw Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook without um, with not in the lineup with their hamstring injuries It sounds like um, Fournette's going to be out a few more weeks, likely out until the first part of October. They're both out this week. We also saw Chris Thompson and Paul Richardson and Jamison Crowder out for the Washington Redskins. They're uh, very thin at running back and wide receiver, but that didn't stop them from getting a big, important win against the rival uh, Dallas Cowboys. We also saw the Atlanta Falcons play without uh, Devonta Freeman. He was placed on the IR last week, which is a big boost to Tevin Coleman moving forward. And I also like the um, Ito Smith there in Atlanta as well. I think he's going to get more and more looks as the season moves along, and he's he's shown that he can produce with those looks. And now we take Freeman out of that offense. I think the two-headed monster now is no longer Freeman and Coleman, obviously. Now they have a two-headed monster in Coleman and Smith. I think if you're talking about PPR leagues, I would go... Uh, Coleman, But I think if you're playing in standard leagues, it's a little closer between the two. We also saw Josh Allen sit out another week for the Buffalo Bills. Um, no matter who you are, the Buffalo Bills are not a good fantasy team. I think it's a avoids the whole situation. Um, I hope that for a fan of LaShawn McCoy, he can get moved to a contender and his production can get a little better. Luckily, I do not own him in any fantasy leagues this year. He was one of my avoids just because I didn't like that offense there in Buffalo. And it's proving that that offense is not good. It's not a good offense. And they cannot move the ball much in that offense. So hopefully McCoy can get moved to a contender and save his fantasy season. And hopefully maybe save your fantasy season if you're a, if you're a McCoy owner. The Oakland Raiders didn't play last week. Um, uh, the week before we saw Derek Carr and Amari Cooper get knocked out of the game. As we know, Cooper is now a Dallas cowboy. They have a bye this week, so that's going to give him another week to recoup from that concussion. I don't see that being an issue in the next week when he comes back. It's going to be how involved in the offense is he going to be with the new offense. I think Cooper is a player that I'm going to keep an eye on. Obviously, he was a player that I loved going into drafts, and I'm, a hap- and I'm very happy that he's on a new team. Hopefully, the Cowboys can learn to use him a little more, and he has a little more production, and he's not as, inc- as inconsistent as he's been as a Raider. Hopefully, the Cowboys can learn to use him much more in a better way and i also think that it's going to help ezekiel elliott moving forward now they have a legit number one option there in dallas it is going to take a hit for a player like cole beasley i believe as for Derek carr sounds like he's fine um going into the bye week john gruden said he didn't see the shoulder injury being an issue and he'll be fine for week eight seems like that's the case as he should be good to go this week and talking about the Los Angeles Rams and Cup, he missed with a knee injury. Sounds like he's going to miss a few weeks, but it was no—it's not a serious injury look that that we have to worry about. I think moving forward, um, after after these next couple of weeks, I think Cup will be fine, and um, he's a player that you can just keep on your bench and hope that he can return back to the the great player he was on that offense after he returned back from this knee injury. This past week, we saw Rob Gronkowski and Melvin Gordon get scratched late. Uh, Gronkowski didn't make the trip to um, didn't make the trip, and so that was a kind of a sign that he was not going to play this last week. And Melvin Gordon was a late scratch as they played in London. Um, so you had to wake up early for that to make sure that uh, you got Gordon out of your lineups. hope you're able to do so. You don't want to have that goose egg in your lineups. And we also saw um, Carlos Hyde not, not uh, play in that, that game. That was much more to do about him not being up to speed with the offense, nothing to do with an injury. I think he's a, uh, a flex option this week, and I think hopefully he has, he has off, offense in Jacksonville under his belt and he can get a little more looks. I don't. There, there's nothing to worry about Hyde injury-wise. His not, not being active was to do about not knowing the offense, not to do with an injury. We saw Royce Freeman leave with high ankle sprain. Sound like he's going to miss a few weeks. We saw Sonny Michelle for the Patriots leave with a knee injury. McCoy with a concussion. Kiki Cootie with a hamstring. He's already been uh, um, out for tonight's game on. Thursday Night Football, and we saw the Jets lose Bilal Powell. He's been put on the IR, and the Bengals saw John John Ross leave with a growing injury, the number three option there in Cincinnati. I liked him last week, but that growing injury forced him to miss the game, and actually the, the Bengals as a whole in a game that you thought that would be a nice matchup at, at Kansas City turned into be a horrible matchup as they got blown out of the water, and not many players on that team Did much, including Ross, who I liked as a sleeper, but he he left with a growing injury that game. If you're playing over on DraftKings or FanDuel, they have that massive one-game slate there on both sites. DraftKings has theirs as a $10 entry fee. Top prize, $200,000. I know I would like that money. I... I would imagine you're the same way. Um, I, th- one way that I'm looking at uh, the, uh, over on DraftKings, one way I'm looking at possibly handling that situation is by playing the the uh, defense in the captain spot instead of a player like um, Hopkins or Watson in the captain spot. I think a, a nice way of going is seeing if you can get some um, some turnovers by Mr. Brock uh, Osweiler there in Houston. I think that's a nice option that we can see happen there um, with the Houston Texans getting a few turnovers and maybe taking one of the house, which is uh, an option that may not be looked at by many for the captain spot. That way it also allows you to get Hopkins, allows you to get Watson. I think what I'm doing is I'm going um, Hopkins on DraftKings and I'm going um, Fuller on Fanduel and trying to see if I can maybe on Fanduel get a deep ball from uh, Fuller and seeing if maybe Hopkins has just an average game. As Fanduel is much more about the yards and touchdowns, where DraftKings is about the production as a whole, including receptions, since they are a full PPR site. This week, some of the um, let's dig into my mind about some of the matchups for Week Eight. Um, Let's look at Mitchell Trubisky against the Giants or Matthew Stafford against Seattle. If you own both in season long, I'm going Trubisky. Yes, Stafford is usually a uh, start and play at home, usually a nice player at home. But I think the Seattle Seahawks secondary is, is better than people think, and they might keep Stafford down. And I think it's much more of a ground game for the Lions, trying to get um, the ground game going like they did last week. And I think Stafford is going, to have a struggles, is going to have his struggles against that Seattle defense. And I think Trubisky is turning into a quarterback that we can trust on a weekly basis, putting up three straight dominating performances in the passing game. I think Trubisky is starting to show that he is a player to stay in this league, and I like him moving forward, especially this week against the Jets on Sunday. In the game against the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that game is a game that we can go back to the Cincinnati Bengals as a whole. We found out that Andy Dalton is the player that we don't like in prime time. Um, As he failed yet again in 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 front of the the millions and millions of viewers, Dalton failed again. Now he goes back to the regular Sunday games and not in the primetime slot. I think Dalton has a huge game, and a lot of that goes to A.J. Green. Give me A.J. Green over Mike Evans, but I think both players have great games. And if you you own both, great for you because I think both players are going to have solid games. What about Sterling Shepard against the Washington Redskins or Jordy Nelson against the Colts? Give me Nelson that matchup, as we talked about Cooper getting traded to the Cowboys. I think Nelson's going to be the number one option there. Martavis Bryant is another player that I think is a player that you can look at as a sneaky option this week. And the Redskins have been able to keep the slot receiver down a little bit this year. And with Shepard playing a lot of his time in the slot, I think Shepard is a player that might get... um, Taken out of the out of the offense there in New York. Coming off that monster game there in on the Monday night game against the Atlanta Falcons. DFS might look at Shepard as a possible pickup and he might be a popular play. I'm not looking at Shepard this week against the Washington Redskins. What about Andrew Luck against the Raiders or Tom Brady at Buffalo on Monday night? Um, name says Brady, but I'm going luck just because I don't know how much the uh, Patriots are going to be passing the ball against that Buffalo Bills. I don't think the Bills can hang with them. That's a game that I can see them easily getting out to a 28-0 lead early and then trying to run the ball more and more. I think the ground game is the way I want to go with. I think James White is going to run the ball and not be used out of the backfield as much. I think the ground game in New England is the way I want to go. Obviously, Brady can throw four touchdowns and put them up four touchdowns early and continue to throw that's the way the Patriots do They're, they don't they don't care what the score is they continue to destroy teams but for some reason I think this is a ground game for the New England Patriots which is going to take a little away from Tom Brady and if we're looking at matchups I like Andrew Luck at Oakland to have to throw the ball a little more than what Brady's going to have to do against Buffalo but then again this is Brady this is the Patriots and Brady loves to play the the Bills and has huge games. So that could backfire. But if I'm picking between the two, a slight edge goes to luck, in my opinion. And as we talked about earlier, um, the Chiefs and the Rams, let's talk about the two positions there. Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback, and Todd Gurley is the top running back in fantasy football. Can any of the NFL overtake either one of them at the position on a week-to-week basis anybody can take the, the, the spot anybody can take Mahomes spot as a top quarterback anybody can take Gurley's spot as, as the top running back but I think they have such a huge lead at the position I think at this at season's end Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best quarterback by a long shot and Gurley with touchdowns alone not including the production he's getting in yardage and in receptions. Touchdowns alone, he has such a huge advantage right now. And the touches he gets in the red zone compared to other running backs is insane. Yes, he's a star running back, but you look at other players in this league – they don't get the, the looks that Todd Gurley gets. It seems like it's, it's Todd Gurley no matter what. And that offense comes and goes as Todd Gurley. But hey, they still have Goff. But hey, Goff still looks at Todd Gurley in the passing game. I don't see anybody overtaking any, any one of them at season end. But yes, on a week-to-week basis, we can see a player overtake them as a top-scoring option. This week, we can look at someone like Drew Brees, maybe Kirk Cousins as maybe the top option. I have Mahomes as my number one number one quarterback, but Breeze or Cousins can easily become the number one quarterback um, with a shootout there on Sunday night between the two teams. At running back, I think Gurley will not be the top option this week. I think there's a chance that we see Kamara as the top option. In my rankings, I do have Gurley as my top option, but I think I'm going to change that to Kamara. I think this week Kamara is a better play instead of Ingram. I think Ingram's going to a struggle a little bit, and I think we see one of those early season games out of Kamara. I think Kamara has a monster game uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in both the passing game and the ground game. This game is a Kamara game, not a Ingram game in my eyes. So that'll do it on the podcast. Hopefully I helped you make some decisions for your season long and your DFS leagues to this week. We are at week eight. That's right. We are, in, we are getting ready to cross into the second half of the season. That's when hopefully the bye weeks are beyond you and you can start to look at your team for the playoffs and you can start to make those trades. What I like to do is once, once the bye weeks have, have passed me, I like to start looking at those two-for-one, those three-for-two, those three-for-one trades. That's why you draft your depth early in the season for these bye weeks and then later in the season you can look at trying to find somebody that is fighting for a playoff spot that needs two or three players and they have to give up one of their star players I've done many Le'Veon Bell trades in the past where I've traded two or three players for him because of that depth. Hopefully you've done the same. Hopefully you can make your push to the playoffs in the second half. But right now let's continue on with week eight as we close out the first half of the season. Let's close out on a high note with W's around as the followers and the genius himself. We get those W's going this week. And once again, if you have not followed us over there on Twitter, give us a follow at Genius. Give us a follow on Instagram, football underscore Genius underscore. And as always, for your DFS and season-long ne- le- needs, give us a check at www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Check us out. We got great free info. We got great um, premium inf- info we got stuff that can help you win your season-long leagues and help you in your DFS career. Have a great weekend. Have a great Week 8 and get those W's. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good day.